We're learning the fourth Sicha of Parshas Shalach in Chelek Yud Ches on page 171. This Shir is being learned to the Nishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. The Pasik in this week's parsha, where Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Hashem, begging him for forgiveness for Klal Yisrael after the Chet of the Miraglim. So he speaks to Hashem and says that, that now Hashem's power, the Koyach of, of Adnai, the Koyach of Hashem should be intensified, should be great. So the Zoya says as follows, Ravacha and Abyasi said, Zakoin inun Yisrael me amen akundalma. The Yidin are more privileged than all of the nations of the world. The Kutchibrihu Isri Buhu, the Hebishta desires them, Viskani Buhu, and Hashem nicknames himself with their name, Vispar Buhu, and Hashem takes pride in Yidin. The Ha'alma Layivri, Ella Biginei and the Israel. The entire world is all created for the purpose of Yidin. And the Yisrael inun kiyumedilei fun hayalma, and the Yidden they are the source of the existence of this world, and the kiyumedochol shar amen, and also the existence of all the other nations of the world. That's the zayah. Now the time for was the zayah brings the dry miles of Yidden. What's the reason why the zayah here mentions three different advantages that the Yidden have over the goyim, the other nations of the world? Specifically, it mentions these three things here. The fact that Hashem desires and chooses Eden. Zain Kinui is the Shem Yisrael. Hashem nicknames himself with the name Yisrael. And he takes pride in Eden. And it doesn't mention here other and seemingly greater the advantages and privileges that Yidin have. Vila Dugme, for example, Nikru Banam Lamakim, the fact that Yidin are referred to as the sons of Hashem, is a Tatim Mevayer in Zayna Ha'aris of Zoya. So the Rebbe's father explains this in his notes to the Zoyar, as does his Behesim to them. This goes along over here with the fact, was as Retzach Weiter in Zoyar, the theme that it speaks about later in the Zoyar, as Yidin and in their Leiv Shal that the advantage of Yidin is the fact that they are the heart of the entire world. As we see here in what the Zayah says right now, the Yidin are the existence, they bring the, they sustain the existence of the whole world. So therefore the Zayah mentions these three privileges, these three advantages Yidin have. They correspond to the three different categories that there are in the Midis and the attributes of Hashem. Chesed, Gvura, and Teferes. So because the Midas, the attributes of Hashem, are related to the heart, and we're speaking here about the fact that the Yidin are the heart of the whole world. As the Rebbe's father explains, as Isri the fact that Hashem desires and chooses Yidin, the choice and the desire, that's an expression of Hashem's kindness. The fact that Hashem nicknames Himself with the Yidin's name, is Gvura, that's an expression of Gvura. Vishem Alekim is Begematria Kinu. Hashem's name, which is related to Gvure, is Alekim. And the name Alekim has the same Gematria as Kinu. A nickname shows on a certain symptom, it shows on a certain minimizing of Hashem's expression, and therefore it's connected to Gvure. On Ispire Bahu, the fact that Hashem takes pride in Yidin is Bechinas Teferes. That's related to the attribute of Teferes.
So that's why the Zaya speaks specifically about these three different advantages that Yidin have. And the myth is move on. With this, we also understand for us as pasta need to bring in the mile what's yidden nikru banal amokim v'chayetze bezeh. So here in the zayat, it doesn't fit in to speak about the fact that yidden are referred to as Hashem's children or anything that's similar to those kind of advantages. Val di mile drikdays v'yidden zenin ganzen hechef on the bria. This level, that the fact that yidden are banal amokim, that expresses the fact that yidden are completely higher and removed of creation. To use the expression of the Medrash, that the thought of the existence of Yidin comes before anything else that comes into existence. But on the other hand, though, the theme that the Zayar is speaking about over here is Negeya. Here, what's relevant is the Yidin Zenin Invelt. The fact that Yidin over here existing in the world, so here, in the world, Yidin are the goal and the purpose of creation. That the whole world is created for the purpose of Yidin. And therefore they, are, they, they sustain the world. So therefore the Zayah refers to the advantage that Yidin have as far as the attributes of Hashem is concerned, which is related to the existence of the world and the fact that Yidin have a great advantage and a special connection to those attributes of Hashem being the heart of the world. However, there are the following questions here and what it says in the Zayar. Aleph, number one, from the What is the connection of the content of this statement of the Zayar? These three advantages you didn't have. To the Pasuk that the Zayar is opening up when it comes to explain the Pasuk of the Abish's power being intensified. In connection to the Chetam Meraglim, what's the connection here of the mile of the Yidin to this? Hey, the other question is, Before the Zayah speaks about these three great privileges Yidin have, is a Makdim, the Zayah first says, The Zayah gives an introduction that there's a privilege that Yidin have more than all other nations of the world. So from the style and from the continuation of the, of the language of the Zayah here, it seems as the Zayah to Chiddush. The Zayah here is saying something novel, something unusual that the Yidin are greater than the nations of the world. It's Tamua, so this is very difficult to understand. How would one even have the thought to think that Yidin are not more meritorious or more privileged than all other nations of the world? What's, what's the Chiddusha that the Zayar say that Yidin are greater than all other nations? It's very difficult to understand the meaning of what the Zayar here is saying that the Yidin are more privileged than all the other nations of the world. As my lasam shal Yisrael mestich, that the advantage and the greatness of Yidin is measured in farglaich mit amenakum. When you compare them to the other nations, that's how you understand and see the greatness of Yidin. Why is that so? B'shas Yidin, zanin ganzen von an sog. What's the truth? The, the, the greatness of Yidin is not measured by contrasting them to other nations of the world. The greatness of Yidin is that because Yidin come from a completely different place and a, to- a level that's totally above, Yidin zanin merumem umemuvdol von nit Yidin. Yidin are totally removed and exalted and unrelated to the existence of other nations of the world. So why is the Zayir even con- contrasting this? 
So this is understood. Let's first look, take a deeper look in understanding what this Pasuk is speaking about when it says in Pashtus, so the simple pshat here is that Moshe Rabbeinu with them tefillah gevolt ois beten them oibishins slichay from chetam eraglim. Moshe Rabbeinu is davening here to Hashem and he's begging Hashem to forgive Yidden for the chet of the meraglim. With the medrash fatayish diverte yigdal nakoyach adnai. What is this power that Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to ask Hashem for? With tenatzeiach midas arachmim lemidas adin that Hashem's attribute of mercy should defeat the attribute of judgment. That's the Koyach of Adnai. But the question is, isn't it move on? If so, this Pasuk is not understood. Aleph, the first question here is, If Moshe Rabbeinu is looking to arouse and awaken by Hashem his, his mercy, which is So that Moshe Rabbeinu should be referring to Hashem with the name of Havaya, Yudke Vavke, which is the name related to Hashem's attribute of mercy. Why does he refer to Hashem and say that the power of the name of Adnai should be revealed? To intensify and to reveal the power of the name of Adnai. Adnai is the fact that Hashem is a master over the world. Hashem being a master is related to Hashem coming to judge as a master that takes control over those that are subservient to him. Beis, another question here is: Favaske fitmen di bakoshe yigdal no koyach adnai dafke by sliche oifnchet amiraglam. Why do we find this this concept that Moshe Rabbeinu, which is davening and asking Hashem for forgiveness, and using this term that Hashem, the koyach of adnai, should be great again, only by chet amiraglam? Unit when Moshe Rabbeinu had gevolt poilzayin slichasa shalakadosh baruch hu oifnchet egel. We don't find this expression being used. When Moshe Rabbeinu was, was asking Hashem for forgiveness for Yidin by the Chet HaEgel, when I found that a or other times when Yidin sinned and Moshe Rabbeinu was begging for forgiveness. There must be something unique here about the Chet HaMeraglim. The Vir in them, so in general, the explanation here is as follows. Das was the Meraglim, aber nicht gewollt, as Yidin sollen hereingehen in Eretz Yisrael. Fact that the Meraglim did not want Yidin to enter into Eretz Yisrael. They came and they gave a negative report about what they saw in Eretz Yisrael. And they persuaded Yidin that it's a bad idea to go into Eretz Yisrael. Is nit given the far was they have geleken chas v'shalem in the yecholus neibishin zuton nisim cholo. It's not because they denied the simple and obvious fact that Hashem could perform miracles and bring them into Eretz Yisrael. Nor by zeid gefelt what was lacking by them was in the hergish as their eibishter is as adnai. They were lacking the awareness of this that Hashem is a master. Shat to adin lechol bir yisecha. That Hashem is the master over all of His creation. As will be explained in the next Si'iv, that there was a certain aspect of Hashem's greatness over His creation that they were not aware of. So since, with their Aveda, they brought about a blemish in Hashem's power, which is expressed specifically in the name of Adnai, is that tikundurov the yigdal nakoyach adnai? So therefore, when Moshe Rabbeinu asks for forgiveness, he's begging by Hashem to once again reveal the power of this name Adnai, which was blemished through the Chet Ha-Meraglam. So we need to understand what does this shame Adnai represent, and what exactly was the mistake of the Meraglim when they did not want to enter into Eretz Yisrael. 
So if when the Pasik says that the Meraglim said that the people in Eretz Yisrael are too mighty for us, we will not be able to conquer the land. So this seems to be saying that they don't believe that Hashem could perform any miracle to help them get into Eretz Yisrael, to conquer the land. Zogna Chazal and the Gemara says, as the Meraglim of Mgitainet, the Meraglim argued and said, so to speak, Hashem, like, a, like a, a, a boss, the master of a house, he's the owner here, but he himself cannot remove the furniture of this place. So, so too, Hashem sort of does not have the control to take the nations living in Eretz Yisrael out for the Eden to conquer the land. Meaning, si- sim- simply, it seems like they did not believe that Hashem could do this for them. So the Piddish in them is, however, the meaning of this really is as follows. Vigeret Amal Barucha has once explained. The Meraglim of The argument of the Meraglim was as follows. As Of course Hashem could perform a miracle. But Hashem to perform miracles is Masim Norim Midbar. That's fitting for a place where the Eden are in now in the desert. Here, a place where Eden are totally secluded from the regular world which is inhabited. Totally removed of any of the occupation or of whatever goes on in the world. Here in the Midbar, we Eden were living and existing, not at all under the laws of nature, surrounded by the Anani Yaakovet and everything else that Eden had in the Midbar, which was not at all natural. But once Yidin leave the Midbar and enter into a settled land, where the Teireh itself commands Yidin how their life should be. You come to the land, you have to plant, to plow and to plant, and all the other work that has to be done naturally in the land. So then the daily lifestyle is al it all has to be done and measured according to the laws and definitions of nature. So over here, So you can't be ordered by Teireh to enter into the land and begin a new lifestyle which is within nature and simultaneously to be above nature and to be with, with a miraculous kind of behavior. So since, according to their observation, they saw that the ones living in the land now are much mightier than the Eden, is, is, so therefore over here we can't rely on a miracle. So we have no choice, we have to remain in the Midbar. So they, of course they didn't deny Hashem's ability to perform a miracle if He chooses a, a kind of a life that's above nature. But here entering into Eretz Yisrael, Hashem commands Yidin to live life within Teva. So it can't simultaneously be along with the Nes, which is Heipach Teva. And this is what they meant when the Gemara uses this expression that the Meraglam said, Even the house owner himself cannot remove his furniture from the house. Definitely the Meraglim knew as the Rebishtik can Tanisim, Hashem could perform miracles, or Nachmer even more, as Eichan Hagas Ateva is an Hagelikis. That whatever we see in nature is really all a godly behavior. It's, it's, there's no such a thing as nature being something which controls itself. This is Mudgish and Zertaina Gufa, as you could see it in the words of their own argument, as does this K love. 
It's Hashem's kalim. It's his. It's his furniture. It's everything is his. Zayne the Moibish is kalim. It belongs to Hashem. However, their argument was as we bald their balabayis, the rebishter hat eingestellt dem bayis the welt. Hashem himself, he is the one that established this house. He built this home and he established the laws of what goes on here. It should be organized with the seder that there is in nature. Er will, Hashem himself chosen desires, that the, the world should be run in this, in this way according to this order of nature. So therefore, so to speak, Hashem Himself cannot change this. If so, Hashem Himself cannot at the same time remove Himself from this laws of nature that He Himself chose and decided that He wants it to be this way. That was their taina. So it's either or. It's either an haga of Ness in the Midbar. But if you're coming down to the level where Hashem lowers Himself and desires that things should be according to nature for a certain reason. So now things have to be according to nature. That Emes is Aber. So where was their mistake? Because the truth really is. As Af, as the Rebishter, as Gestalt, as the Welt, as Yes, Hashem did establish that the world should be run within order with nature. But even here, when Hashem lowers Himself down and He desires this and enters into this mode, so to speak, but you still cannot say, God forbid, that now it means that Hashem is limited and restricted to this that He chose to be within nature. So now He's in this mode and He's restricted to this. That can't be. Hashem is almighty. He's, 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 he's able to do everything. It says, Hashem is always able to change nature. It's not only that there's sort of two different levels of godliness. There's a level of godliness above nature. And then there's when Hashem lowers Himself down into, into the mode of nature. And here, He's restricted by this. Hashem is undefined completely. Even whatever tzimtzum or whatever restriction we speak about regarding Hashem's relation to the existence of the world. And over here in nature, it's not a true restriction. Hashem is never restricted to it. He chooses to be in this mode. But he's never restricted to it, and therefore, even within the time and place where he desires that there should be nature, he's still not restricted to it. Nachmer, and furthermore, regarding the Yidin, the Riber is Oich Bayidin. So it's because Hashem himself is not restricted, so therefore, also regarding the Yidin as well, the Yidin are a part of Hashem literally. His nation is, is, is a piece of Hashem. So Yidin are never bound down to the laws of nature. So therefore, even when Yidin are within nature, they always have the power, wherever it's necessary, to, to, to elevate and to be above nature while being in nature, because there's a certain necessity for this that Hashem desires, simultaneously they're not bound to the laws of nature. So this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is begging and asking of Hashem when he asks for forgiveness. That now the power of Adnai should be intensified. So this name of Adnai, Hashem being a master, is the Mokrofan Anhogasateva. This is the name of Hashem, which is the source of 
the power of nature. With Al Terebis, Mavaid Al Tareb explains in Tanya Shaikh Vamuna, as from Midazu Vishem says, from this attribute and from this name, Nemtzich the Ishavas from Velt, this is the source of creation of the world, and in Anoifen as Izetois, Al Tayesh, Gomor, Vidova Nifrod, Bifnayatsmay. The world seems to be a place which is an entity for itself and completely separated, independent from any source of life. That the source of this comes from the name Adnai. That's on one end. But at the very same time, what does the translation of the word Odoi mean? That Hashem is a master. That He is the master over all of creation. That Hashem is the master and boss over everything in creation. And He could change anything as He desires. So on one hand, the very fact that we refer to Hashem as a master means that He's relating. He's relating to an existence of the world. So the world is significant. It has an existence. So this is the source of the fact that the world comes into existence, even to the point that it becomes an entity for itself. But at the same time, though, this nature that Hashem creates through this Kayach of Adnai is not really independent of Him. Hashem is, is there fully present with His full power, unlimited even within nature. And He could always do everything as He desires within that limitation of nature as well. The Miraglam the Miraglam when they came and argued, that the boss, the master of the universe, cannot remove his kalim, does not have control. So therefore with this they blemished the revelation of Shem Adnai, the fact that Hashem is all-powerful even within nature. In the Adnas from Eibishten Oif Debriah, and Hashem's being a master within creation. On the far canal. So therefore, as we said before, that this Kayach of Adnai should be revealed once more. As on this Gadol, on this Gadol, on this Galaveren, the Kayach of Adnai. This the power of the name Adnai, which is the pnimius of what Adnai is, the truth of Adnai, which is the fact that even within nature, Hashem remains the Almighty Master in the world, should be revealed. That Hashem is, has full control even within the laws of nature that He desires and He creates. That's the true revelation of the Koyach, of the source, of the real concept of Adnai, Hashem being the full master. Where did this mistake begin from? What was the, the, the root and the source of this mistake that the Miraglim did not have this recognition that even within nature Hashem is the master on all of creation? They understood, they saw Kriyas Yamsov and they saw, they saw the miracles Hashem performed and knew Hashem's greatness. At the same time though, they, they came to a conclusion that within nature, with, within that level where Godliness comes down and is restricted within nature, and over here there's no room for Nisim. So where did they go wrong where they didn't understand that even within nature Hashem is not restricted? That Hashem's mastery over the world is, is not at all limited in the laws of nature. So this is connected to this. The source of the mistake comes from They misunderstood and they did not really recognize the greatness of who Yidin are that the greatness of Yidin, the privilege of Yidin is that even here, existing below in this world, they are not bound to the laws of nature. That was really the source of their mistake. The way they viewed themselves, the way they viewed Klal Yisrael.
According to their understanding, how do they understand what's the mile of a yid? Yid has an ashama and a yid has a very high connection, a deep connection to Hashem. So what does this mean? In dem verbund mit neubischen Welt. The fact that a yid has an ashama that's connected to Hashem, that's above and beyond the existence in this world. And therefore, how is that expressed? When a Yid is removed from this world, he's in the shul, he's davening, he's learning. Other when or at the time when he's occupied in doing a mitzvah. So here the Yid comes out. This is when the source of the true connection that a Yid has removed from this world. That's that's the advantage of a Yid. However, when a yid is occupied with the nature of the world, so externally it seems like that he's behaving the same as an anjo. So here you don't see any advantage in the behavior of the yid over the behavior of anyone else from other nations. That was their view of the way they understood what's the deep connection of Yit Hashem. Oh, on the Rebbe. So therefore, as a result of this understanding of the Mail of Yit, we bought a Zayab and them Ilui from the Mail of Ma'ateva, Zayin dig Inteva, Nitahert and the Nishamis Yisrael. So this tremendous advantage that a Yit truly has, even being within nature, within the world. Occupied similar to the way it seems like a guy is occupied in the world, and even there, a yid remains above nature. That advantage of a yid they did not understand and recognize. In the mimal mamish to understand the true connection that a yid has to Hashem, even here in this world. So So just like they didn't recognize that within the nisham of a yid, which is one with Hashem, so they so too did not recognize that regarding Hashem Himself, that Hashem being a master over the world, over all of His creation, means that that even within nature, even when Hashem comes down to relate to nature, even here itself, He's not restricted to this nature. That was the source of their mistake, the way they viewed themselves, basically. So this now explains what the Zayar is saying and the connection of what the Zayar means when it talks about the privilege of Yidin in relation to all other nations of the world in connection to the Pasuk Va'ata Yigdana. So when the Zayar says, the greatness, to bring back the greatness of the Kayach of Adnai, Vidazok the way this is expressed regarding Yidin, so this is expressing the privilege and the, the level that Yidin have, even here in relation to their existence within this world, amongst the nations of the world. Even when a Yid exists and is living here within the limitations, the concealment of the world. And you don't see revealed the advantage that he has over other nations. Looking at it from this perspective, seeing the existence of Yidin within this world, it may seem that they're the same. Is that MS? But even here, in this level, in this place, the truth is, as Eichdan is a koyin in Yisrael, Ma'amen Akam Dalma. The Yidin are totally higher and privileged more than the nations of the world. Yidin zan afilin azamatziv God andish Even here in this place, 
when the Nisham is in a gulf in the world and in, occupied with the nature of the world, even there, Ayidin is completely different <coughs> than all the other nations of the world. That's the unique Chiddush of the Zayar here. Or Behemshech to them, and as, as conti- continuing on this point, the Zaya brings the three different advantages that a Yid has that will express this point. Hashem desires and chooses Yidin. He nicknames himself with the name of Yidin and he takes pride in Yidin. You find these three tremendous advantages regarding creation itself, as will soon be explained. As Oich indeed Yonim, so even regarding these three advantages that could be found within the world itself, So nevertheless, the Yidin are completely higher than the way these three advantages are expressed within creation itself. So what are these three points? The Rebbe will explain one at a time how we see these three advantages within nature and how they exist within the Yidin on a completely higher level. Chazal Zogin. So to begin with this, that Eibush chooses Yidin. So Chazal tell us regarding creation in general. Everything Hashem created in the world, there's nothing created in the world for no purpose. Everything in the world has a certain purpose and expresses something of the greatness of Hashem. So it's understood from this, as in Everything that exists in creation has a certain purpose and has the desire of Hashem that He desired this to be to, to, for some purpose. So you have the Ratzon of Hashem, not only that He chooses and wants Yidin, but you have the Ratzon of Hashem expressed in everything in creation. From Dezdvegen, nevertheless, This advantage that Hashem chooses and desires Yidin is infinitely greater than this that Hashem wants and chooses everything that He created. The Tamadava, the explanation for this is, being that the Yidin are the ones that they are the goal and purpose of creation. So therefore it comes out as the Ratzon. So even if it's true that Hashem desires everything in the world for a certain purpose, but for what purpose? For something else, which is an Indian Yisrael. Whatever Hashem desires in the world for a purpose, what's that ultimate purpose? Secondary to all to be subservient for the Yidin, that are the real purpose of the world. So in the world, the Ratzon that Hashem desires is a means for an end, for, for the Yidin. In Dinyane Abriye Mitzadatzma is Nitokin Ratzon. To desire something in the world as an end and a purpose for itself, that level of Ratzon does not exist. The connection of Hashem and the desire, the choice of Hashem choosing something in the world for itself, for its own value, that does not exist. It's all for the purpose of Yidin that are the ultimate goal of creation. Amitis upnimis Ratzon is not Yidin Dafke. The true and inner desire of Hashem is only Yidin. Isroi is nar Bahu. The real desire and choice of Hashem is only expressed in Yidin, the purpose of creation. On selbstverständlich, so it's self-understood, as Ratzen, so Adavisha Lamate Menu, is Atnuah von Chesed. Now it's understood that the whole idea of desiring and, wi- and the will for something that's below you is an expression of Chesed. So therefore Hashem's desire for things in the, that He creates in the world and Hashem's desire for the Yidin are all an expression of Chesed. As the Rebbe's father mentioned that this is the attribute of Hashem's Chesed. However, within this Indian of Chesed, 
the chesed, the connection and the kindness and the desire of Hashem expressed to Yidin is infinitely greater than the desire and the chesed that Hashem expresses towards the world in, in the purpose of creation. That's regarding the first thing. So we see here that this Ratzon of Hashem exists within creation, but in relation to Yidin, it's on an infinitely higher level. The reason for this that Hashem going to go to the next point that the Zayar mentions, that Hashem nicknames himself with the name of Yidin, as Yidin is an Ademayibishin Zakinoi, that Yidin are Hashem's nickname is, so it's as follows. Kishem v'yakinoi. So how do, what is a nickname? So this, a nickname is Milo Mefenshem. It conceals the true identity, the true name. As Ken Zayin, it's even possible as their Kinoi is nitkein pirish or the Kitzifun shame. A nickname could even be something that in no way interprets or serves as a, take, you take a name and you use the, the original name and you, you shorten it and it's part of the name. It's even possible that the nickname is not related to the name itself. If it was just a shortening of the, main, of the name itself, so then the nickname is related to the object or the person themselves that has this name. It's possible that a nickname should be of a different language altogether of his real identity, of his original name. Only idach, but on the other hand, though tzizam and demit, at the same time that this nickname is so removed of his true identity, his real name, nevertheless, it still has a connection to his name. A nickname is something that has some connection, even a remote connection, to his real name, and you could sort of estimate what his real name is by knowing his nickname. Same is true here when the Zaya talks about a nickname in the relation between the Ebishta and the Yidin. Every Yidin and all Yidin are a piece of Hashem, literally. So therefore you can sense this and you can feel this within a Yid, the godliness that's within him. Not in them, the godliness, the peace of Hashem that you see in a yid can be sensed in two different ways. When a yid is occupied with soul matters of his neshama, ruchni is the matters, the learning, davening, serving Hashem, the kent yedere. So then everybody, it's clear for everyone to see the identity of the neshama here. As does as a yid, this is a yid that's doing this, was hot, a mamish, that has this piece of Hashem in him. to use the expression of the Pasik, Even all nations of the world are able to see the name of Hashem that's upon you. The name is there in its original form. The name of Hashem is expressed in the yid. But when a Yid walks out in the street and is occupied with his material body or his needs and worldly matters, so then very often you don't recognize and it's not noticeable to see the godly holiness of Hashem's name that's, that's in the Yid. A non-Jew won't recognize this. Recognize this. And sometimes even another Yid looking at this individual, this Yid walking in the street, won't recognize the, the Kedusha, the godliness, the name of Hashem in him. In their matziv, so in such a condition of the Yid in the street, is a Yid So even though the Yid carries the name of Hashem, but he only carries it in the form of a nickname, which is a garment and it conceals over the original name, of the original identity of Hashem which is in him.
And this is a concept of Gvura, was from them Nemzech, the Halamis, Gvura, Hashem's ability to restrict himself and, and minimize himself, which is the cause of all the concealments. That's also the cause of this, that a Yid connection to Hashem could be similar to a nickname, which conceals the true identity of the name. But the point here is, even then, is Ayid Meramaz on Vaistof on Even then, in this condition, Ayid hints to and is connected and does show his connection to Hashem. However, it's not open to see and recognizable for everybody that looks here. Sorry. <coughs> to see how the nickname of the Yid in this situation is connected to the true name and, and presence of Hashem, for this you have to be a maven, you have to be someone that has an expert to see this and recognize this. Hamal, here the Rebbe inserts a beautiful story. Once the Rebbe Rashab was very strongly praising certain simple individuals. Zagendig, and he was saying, that these simple people have tremendous advantages that are on a very high level. So listening to these words, So he was saying this in the presence of this chassid, and he commented to the Rebbe, I don't see, I don't see these great advantages you're talking about this Yidin. Rabmanya Manizan Hadamut Gahatpa Zicha Pekel Dimanten. He then he was he was at his Gavana Graysen Dimanten Saikir, he was a diamond dealer, and he had with him a, a bag of diamonds. Hatan the Rebnish Masaidin Shpati Gibetan. So later on in the conversation, the Rebbe Rashab asked him, Azalam Vaisen, the Pekel Dimanten, he should show him his diamonds. Rahmanya Manizan had Fanandikatel for the Rebnish Masaidin Zana Dimanten. So he opened up his package and he was so proud to show the diamonds he has to the Rebbe. And he shows the Rebbe Rashab one diamond, as their demand is got Piliplaim. This diamond is unusual. It's it's Piliplaim. It's it's a wondrous. Hatten der Rebbe Shmosedin gesagt, ich zanet. So the Rebbe Rashab tells him, I don't see what's so unique about this diamond. To understand why this diamond is unique, you have to be an expert. So now the Rebbe Rashab went back to what they spoke about earlier and said to him, Ayid is pille plon. Every Jew is wonders of wonders. But you have to be a maven, an expert to see that holiness of the Jew and the, the, the great levels that exists in a Jew. So this refers even to a Ish Pashit, a Yid, a Jew that's occupied in worldly matters and you look and you don't see the direct connection to the Eivish there. That there's only a kinoi, it's just like a nickname which covers over the true identity. But if you're an expert, you can see from the nickname and trace it back to the true name of Hashem that's upon him. So, this is what the Zaya here is saying as Yidin Zen and Zakai from Umasailam, that Yidin are privileged more than nations of the world, even regarding this, regarding the nickname. The advantage of the, of the name of Hashem, which is upon Yid in a revealed sense, is Shaykh blazed by Yidin. That's clear that the revealed open connection of godliness is only by Yidin. But this advantage that Yidin have, that even when it's concealed, the Yidin do have that connection to Hashem. 
was mekanen zei the kanen oich and the nid galen dekem verbund betelikus, which is if you're if you're a maven, if you're able to see it, so you can see that even uh, there's a connection that Eden have, which is not revealed that they have to Hashem. Is farandug mosoi by Andrei and Yonah Yabriya. This concealed connection to Hashem exists in other aspects of creation as well. But nevertheless, the Zohar comes and tells us that even here, the Eden have a great advantage. So where do we see this regarding the world in general? Varum because Ayah says the ganze mitzis from Yedin Nivra, the entire existence of every creation is that Dvara What's the truth? The truth is that the entire existence of everything in the world is really only the words of Hashem that constantly sustain it and, and, and give it its life. Is Oib Nor Maven. So if you're only an expert, if you if you look closely into what's going on in the world, Kamen from dem Nivra, that Kenan, dem Dvara Vaivas Baleptim. You will notice and see, even in creation itself, the, the, the words of Hashem that's giving it life every moment. This is understood how much more so from this, from Fun, regarding this that it says, regarding the Mizritche Magid, as Erat Kent, he was able to see the identity of the, the worker or the carpenter, let's say, which is a human being, of course, in what he created just by looking physically and he was able to see clearly who this individual that created this piece of furniture was. As the story is, He was able to detect regarding a piece of furniture that the carpenter that built this must have been blind in one eye. So if this is something that he could detect in the existence of something created by a carpenter, how much more so regarding the Eibishter, that if you look into the world closely and you're a maven, you're able to see the presence of the words of Hashem in the world. So, so seemingly, this kind of connection of Hashem in the world, which is not revealed, but if you look closely, you'll see it, exists not only within a Yid, but also in the world in general. But from Desvegen, nevertheless, is that Emesar Ilufim Veiskani, the real advantage of this that you have that nickname that connects the Yidin Tashem, Dafkebuhu. It's only in the Yidin. In Yidin. Regarding creation in general, you cannot say that it's a nickname for Hashem. Adarabe, on the contrary, the Nivra Zetzachom Vemetzis Farzich. Creation, everything in creation presents itself as an entity for itself, and there's a reason for this. The way of creation, the way Hashem creates everything in the world is Hashem being active in creating something which is outside of Him, which is not Him, so to speak. It's not something which comes, which is just a reflection of the source which flows and is a reflection of the source. Adarabah, the way creation happens is, Hashem wants to create something that's not Him, a new creation, a yesh in the world. So therefore, in that sense, everything that exists in the world is not a revelation, a nickname revealing Hashem. By contrast, the existence of Yidin, they are a piece of Hashem, is a See, even when a Yid descends below into this world and he's in a place, in a condition which is concealed and very low, they nevertheless remain unified with godliness. So therefore, even when a Yid comes down into this world, a Yid is not created. 
like the creation of the world. A yid is a revelation and an expression of godliness, even if there could be concealments that cover, but the truth is that there's that nickname which reveals or expresses that connection back to Hashem. That's the Chiddush that the Zayar says here, when it says, Iskani buhu, showing the advantage of a yid, even in relation to this concept of a nickname that seemingly does, that does exist in the world in general, but nevertheless, we say that it's dafka regarding yid. The third point that the Zayar says, the tam of buhu. The reason for this that Hashem takes pride in Yidin, was the Rebish the Barim Sech mit Yidin, is Valdos was the Shchine, Shayrele Mato Bayayidin, this that the Shchine dwells here below with a Yid, is in them Dokavayachal an Ilui, there's a tremendous advantage in the dwelling of the Shchine here below with a Yid. Kaviyachal, there's a great advantage, even more than the presence of the Shechina in the higher worlds. So therefore, as the Medrash tells us, in the beginning of creation, the main presence of Hashem, of the Shechina, is here below in this world. The Iker, the Etzim, from Shechina, is found in the lower worlds. And the Far, is Koshebrichu, is Spoyer Behu. Hashem takes pride in the Yidin here in this world. Because it's the Aveda of Yidin below that brings about an advantage and a greatness to the, to the presence of the Shechina. And this is the pride, so to speak, of Hashem in the Yidin here below in this world. So also here regarding this point, seemingly you have similar regarding other aspects of creation. All worlds and all creations, was the Rebisha is Mahava or Machaya that Rebisha creates and sustains and gives them life. Everything in creation, and especially all the lower worlds, they all express the greatness of Hashem. On the far Zogna Chazal, and therefore the Mishnah tells us, Everything that Hashem created in His world is all created for Hashem's glory. As Yedin Nivra is Meisif and Kvaydi is Barach, every creation adds to Hashem's glory. And everything in the world really expresses the kingdom of Hashem. With the Brayse Brengter of the Pasik, Hashem Yimloich Loilam Vad, Hashem is a king forever. So seemingly this idea, that you have the Shechina that's expressed in the, in the worlds and in the worlds below is not only regarding an, an Aveda of a Yid, of a Nisham in this world, but it's also in all the worlds. But nevertheless, is this it's not at all the same to this that it says that Hashem takes pride and there's a special presence of the Shechina that's here, Dafke by the Yidin. As the Gemara tells us, as the Rebishter zokt, that the Rebishter says, that the Yidin stand out as a separate piece, as a separate existence within the world. Because ultimately, the Yidin are the purpose and goal of all of creation, as we mentioned before already. And therefore, what comes out is as follows. This is Azevi Lemashal, so to give the following parable. A melech was baita palatz for zain tochter and edim. A king builds a beautiful palace for his daughter and son-in-law. Is dochadover apashit. So it's obvious as their palatz is meisif and kaveda melech. You look at this beautiful palace that the king built. It, it 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 itself expresses the glory of the king, the beauty of this palace that he's able to build. Only such a great, awesome king can build such a beautiful and wonderful abode, a beautiful palace. 
Aber doch, however, die ganze Bayes noch, mit alle Kalem Noem, what significance does the entire palace, with all of the beautiful furniture that's in it, was gefunden sich dort, der Ravir, legabe die Tochter in Edem, was zu liebsee hatte gebeiten Bayes. In contrast to the, his daughter and his son-in-law, for whom the whole palace and everything else was built, they expressed the true beauty and the true uh, presence of the connection of the king here to this place. So therefore the same is also true over here regarding the world and contrast to, and the Eden in contrast to the existence of the world that is. Of course, everything Hashem creates in the world is for His glory and expresses Hashem's glory. However, that is, is as there was bringt to raise the emissaries who are the ones that express the true greatness and the true glory of Hashem, was the Rebishta Barim Sahmitim, Vespar Bahu, and Hashem takes pride in him, and it is the Vespar, the pride of the Abishtir. This is not, this is only the Yidin, Amcha Yisrael, Goy Echad Baretz. Your nation, the Yidin, the one nation here in this world, Baaretz, in this world here below.